Thank you for tuning in to Conroe United Pentecostal Church today. We pray that this podcast is a blessing to you. If there is ever anything we can do for you, please email admin at conroeupc.org. Zoom in that passage and it says, These are the names of the men which Moses sent to spy out the land. And Moses called Oshia, the son of Nun, Jehoshua. And you will recognize this name because Oshia was known as Jehoshua, but Moses called him, Moses called him, uh, Moses called him, you know what, I didn't write it down, I'm pulling an absolute blank. I'm so glad we can be real. (laughs) Moses, let me do this again. It will come back in Jesus' name. He was named Oshia. He was also the son of Nun. He went by the name of Jehoshua. And we call him simply Joshua. Sometimes the simplest things evade you. Amen. We called him Joshua. You may be seated. Today, we live in a world that is absolutely without trust. We have a hard time trusting in the day that we live in. Our our media seems that it's a constant war. The good, the bad, us against them. It is the... Republicans against the Democrats. It's, the, it's this constant partisan attitude which is just poured into society any time that you get close to media. Then you come to these people whom are supposed to be known as, they're supposed to be known as journalists to be people who report on the news. But they don't report the news anymore. They share opinions. And if you listen, if you listen across a number of different networks any given day, you will hear any single day the same buzzwords that are said as if they receive a communique every day of these are the things that we are supposed to say. One day we're against this, and one day we're against this, and one day we say it. And when you hear the same, very same words, when you hear the very same words begin to be repeated, you understand that no longer are we getting news, but we're getting opinions, and we're getting punditry. And as we receive that, we learn that we really cannot trust the things that we're being told. It seems like lives that lies linger in our subconscious. They linger in our cultural inner persons long after they've been discredited. And what has should have been news is really propaganda and it prevails despite the reality of what cameras may say and what eyewitnesses may say. We have this propaganda and things that are literally just poured into us to it seems as if our world, our world has become an echo chamber of other narratives that are based on agendas 
rather than based on what is the truth. So people will begin to embrace any idea that feels true. They embrace an ideology rather than a truth. And regardless of whether there's evidence to or to not support certain things, they have have gravitated more to their ideologies rather than, than what is the truth about this matter. And then we have... We have varying truths for everyone claims the truth. And then there is a seemingly uh, two truths that are always pounding, saying we're right. And this is what's right on either side. And they are, seems to be competing truths. And can you really have different truths that are competing? There's only one truth. It's either right or wrong. He either did it or he didn't do it. That's what was said. That's what wasn't said. How do you have competing truths? And so it seems like there's a casualty that happens in us naturally because of these truth wars. There's a casualty that becomes um, uh, that, that, that we seem to lose, and it's a most basic human need called trust somewhere Somewhere we stop trusting. We, we hear the news report and we'll say, ah, I don't believe that. We, we read something and we don't embrace that because we don't know whom to trust anymore. Folks, when we arrive at that place, it seems as if we have a problem. Not just a problem, but a really, really big problem because you and I live in a world that no longer trust anything or anyone. There's no trust many times in the workplace. There's no trust in the public place. And we're, we're just living in a moment when you don't trust me, I don't trust you, and we mutually decide that we'll decide what our own truth is and we're not going to trust each other. Sadly, that's the society that we live in. No longer, no longer is our word our bond. Remember the days when somebody said, if they told you they would do it, you can, you can believe him. He told you he would do it. His word is his bond. No longer do we see that happen. And it seems like the only thing that really unites us in the day that we live in, the things that bring us together as people, is, is the next tragedy, the next hurricane, the next, uh, the next political or the next attack that happens. Uh, one of these, these things happen, and we come together for a moment. And when we come together for a moment, we, we realize that in all reality, we have more things in common than we have in uncommon with the people that are around us. But in an age where we only seems to be united by tragedies, uh, uh, and then within a day or so of the tragedy, someone chooses to politicize it or make it a thing for their own personal profit or find a way to spin it to fit their own ideology. It seems like that when these things are happening, we can't seem to make any forward movement because uh, we've all got to somehow find a common ground and we can't do it. 
in workplaces, in churches, in, in families, in nations where there's high trust levels. It seems like much is accomplished. But when there is no trust, there is very little that is accomplished. And when, when people come together in agreement, there's always seem to be that when we come together and we agree and we have fellowship and we, we have trust, it seems like life is just a little bit better when we decide, I think I can trust and we find the value and the beauty from trusting. Why is it this culture seems to be so fixed on a conspiracy theory? How is it that we, we can even ever work together when the entire society is filled with suspicious minds? And it's even in the church. Because somebody will do something and will second guess and will judge their motives and will we'll say, I don't know that I believe that or what, why are they doing that? And we always seem to be, able, to be able to discern in other people, discern their motives because you and I are not gifted with gifts of spiritual nature such as the gifts of the word, the words of wisdom or the gifts of knowledge or the gifts of discernment. But most of us, most of us have a very well, well-tuned sense, a gift of suspicion. We have the gift of suspicion. Oh, we spiritualize it a lot of time. And, and, and this has even happened around the church. Uh, you know, I've been worried about somebody. I hadn't been seeing them around. And then you're really what you're doing is trying to find out what's going on. Because we, have, we can smell out and we can be suspicious of stuff. I know that probably it's very quiet right now. But imagine with me a world... Uh, and it seems like we live in this kind of world where you're not sure who or what you can trust. You're not certain that you can trust uh, the school teachers. You're not certain that you can trust the boss. You're not certain you can trust the politicians. You're not certain you can trust uh, the civic leaders. And so when you live in that, in that, in that arena, it's hard to trust Anyone, especially when you feel like someone has done you wrong and you've, you've been absolutely hurt and you've, you've felt the pains of someone's betrayal in the past. You know, imagine, imagine if um, you went to an intersection and, and the light's been acting up. And when you get to that intersection, you stop and you wait and you wait and you wait. And you start saying things like, I, I don't know if this light's ever going to work. This light is acting up. Uh, this light will hold me up forever. Uh, you can't, and you have this whole attitude of, this light's messing up my schedule. I can't trust this light. But what if we had a whole city that not a light worked right? And what if we had a whole society that nothing at all was working correctly? What if uh, every time that you went to an elevator, you got in it knowing that it was going to betray you and you were going to get stuck between floors eight to nine somehow? Or what if every time that you went to buy something and you pulled out your credit card or your debit card knowing that this thing was going to betray you? I have a card that I run around with all the time, but the chip has decided that it's going to be difficult. 
And for the last four or five days, every time I pull it out, I find myself trying to justify to, to the person, the cashier, whomever, why I'm trying to use this card. And I will say this, uh, my card is acting up. That chick is going crazy, and we'll put it in. It'll decline. We'll put it in. It won't work. We'll put it in, and it'll decline. And, and finally, about three times, I'll say, ma'am, if you'll swipe that card, it'll probably work. And sure enough, we'll swipe it, and it will work. There are too many instances like that in our lives when things that are designed to work that we choose, to trust uh, are not working correctly and we find ourselves knowing we're fixing to offer somebody something and you know you can't trust it. Just like that credit card that I told you about. What about, what about the fact that you don't even know if you can trust your neighbors? Or what about a society when, when you don't have any confidence in a doctor or don't have confidence uh, in, in any type of a medical professional? You see, when we arrive at that place, our world has arrived, have come to a place where we don't have hope. Because when we don't have trust, we soon lose hope. You keep, I keep pulling that credit card out. I'm going to give up on it working because I'm not going to trust it anymore. And I'm going to soon give up hope that that thing is going to let me leave with what I'm trying to buy. It's aggravating to think about these things. It's, it's irritating to think I can't trust some things. It's irritating to think that, and it's frustrating to think that I have to deal with trust issues all the time in different areas of my life. It is absolutely so frustrating. And that's what I've, I've come to talk about tonight for a few moments. And that is, these things in life that cause us frustrations because we know we cannot trust. I want to use this word tonight. I don't want to call that a trustration. When you, when you want to trust something, but you're frustrated because you can't trust it. It's a, it's a trustration. It's a place when, when you arrive and know that there's a moment that I really can't trust. It's a sad day that we live in, uh, that, that you can't trust the things that are around you. When you can't trust family members. When you can't trust the church. When you can't trust things that have always been stable. That's a serious place to be. But hear me tonight. There is one that you can always trust. There is a God that will never leave you. He will never forsake you. There is a redeeming Savior that will never betray you. There is one who knows exactly right where you're at, and he cares about you. And no matter where or what has gone on in your life, no matter how much trust has been betrayed, no matter how much frustration that you've dealt with, and no matter how many times you've not known which way to turn, let me clearly say tonight, you can trust the Lord. Let me clearly remind you tonight that you can trust the Lord. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And here tonight, here this evening, I feel inclined tonight to leave my organized thought and simply remind somebody and tell somebody that you can have trust in Jesus Christ. That there is a way, there is a pathway out of life's frustrations. And there is a way to navigate out of the emotional stress of life. 
And that is by putting your trust in one who will never forsake you, who will never forget you, who will never let you down. And I've come tonight uh, by way of inspiration at this point to simply say, Jesus knows where you're at. And he knows what's going on. He knows what you've been dealing with. And he wants you to be able to know that you can cast your cares on him because he cares for you. That you can reach out to him and he will let you take him by the hand and he will grasp your hand and he will lift you up out of problems. He'll lift you up out of frustrations. He'll lift you up out of heartbreak. He'll lift you up out of moments of despair. He'll lift you up out of moments of disappointment and he will work a moment. He will work a thing in your life that is absolutely transforming and encouraging. You may not know who to turn to, but I say turn to Jesus. You may not know who to trust, but I say cast your trust on him. You may not know, you may not know to whom you can lean on, but hear this pastor tonight. You can lean on Jesus. You can lean on the master. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He will hold you tight and he will provide a way for you to navigate through the problems and through the storms of life. Whatever your pressures are that you feel tonight, I say you're at the right place. You are in the right atmosphere and you are among people who will help you be able to cast your cares upon the Lord and that will say you can trust this God. You can trust this people. You can trust the moving of the Holy Ghost in your life. And so tonight I come to share one other verse with you and that is I want to share the the portion of one other verse. I've skipped about 25 verses that I was going to share and I've skipped six or seven pages of organized notes and I go brother if you'll go to the very last verse that I gave you tonight in the book of Psalms chapter 46 and verse number 10 I'll read the first portion of that verse it says to be still and know that I am God it simply says to be still and know that I am God there's moments in your life that you've got to realize the way you're going to hear from him is you're just going to stop and you're going to listen to his voice you're going to stop talking you're going to turn off the phone you're going to turn off the iPad you're going to close the laptop you're going to let your own dialogue go away and you're going to listen because you understand that if I can be still I might just hear his voice when I'm still I stop fighting when I'm still I stop arguing when I'm still I'll stop questioning when I'm still I'll stop whining I'll stop complaining I'll stop griping I'll stop arguing and I will get real still and I say God you said for me to be still so I'm going to be still because I know you're going 
going to bring a word of revelation in my life. And so, God, you say, be still. I turn off my device. You said, be still. I'll close my laptop. I'll hang up the phone. I'll disconnect from the clamor of this hour that I'm living in. And God, you said to be still, so I'm listening. You said to be still, so I'm pausing, God. And I want you, I want you, Lord, to have your way in my life. I won't moan. I won't complain. I won't gripe. I won't fuss. I won't question. I won't look in any other direction, God. But I will be still because I want to to hear from you. That verse says, be still and know. When you get still in the presence of God, you come to a place where you're going to come and understand that you can be sure that you can trust Him. You'll come to a place that you know that you can stop doubting the goodness of God. You'll come to a place where you absolutely understand and know without a shadow of a doubt that He is there. When you are still, when you start living Listening, and you suddenly come to the realization that he is there and he hears me. We have already felt him tonight in this service. During the worship, we felt him touch our hearts. We felt him walk up and down the aisles of this sanctuary. So tonight, I say, be still and know. Be still and understand. Be still and have faith. Be Be still and put your trust in him. Be still and understand you don't have to seek second opinions. You don't have to have validation from anybody else. Your validation is going to come from the fact that you've got still and you listen and you begin to know and understand that I can put my trust in him. You may have found yourself in embarrassing circumstances. You may have found yourself in a bad place but you can trust the Lord just be still and understand be still and know that he loves you be still and know that he cares about you be still and know that he is the way he is the truth he is the life be still and know that he is the alpha and the omega he is the beginning and the end he is the first and the last be still and know he is what you have sought for when you cried at night. Be still and know that he is the one who loves you indiscriminately. That verse simply said, be still and know that I am God. When you get still and you start realizing that he is God, when you start realizing I can trust him, when you start realizing I can put my trust in him, you come to realize and understand that he is the Lord. And when you realize that he is the Lord, you realize he is the greatest thing that can ever happen to your life. You understand that he is God and there's none that can stand beside him. You understand he is God and he hears your prayers. You understand that he is God and he loves you with an unbelievable amount of love. You understand 
he is God and he is, there is none beside. He is the Alpha, the Omega. He is the Almighty. He is the one that is omniscient, who sees everything. He is omnipotent. He is all, all powerful. And he's omnipresent. He is everywhere. No matter where you go, when you get still and you realize who he is, you understand, I can go to work and he's with me. I can go to a hospital and he's with me. I can go to a courtroom and I'm not by myself. I can go to a jailhouse and he knows where I am. I know where he is because I've gotten still and he's let me realize that wherever I am, he's there with me also. That makes me want to clap my hands and lift my voice and respond because I know he is the Lord. I know he is the Almighty. I know that he is in control. I know that he is love. I know that he is my king. I know he is my hope. He's my rock. He's my fortress. He's my strong tower. I can run to and find safety. I come to realize he's my father that I can cry Abba Father too. What do you mean by cry Abba Father? That's just a Greek term that says he's a father but I can shout out daddy to him because when you come to that relationship with him you realize that's my daddy. That's one that I can trust when I'm young he'll still be my daddy when I get old and when I'm in that place of trust and loving him I realize he is that ever present help in times of trouble no matter what's going on in my life he is my help when I'm broke he's my help when I'm sick he's my help when I'm grieving when I'm at the graveyard when I'm at the cemetery when I'm at the funeral home when I'm at a place where my heart is broken he is one that's an ever-present help in the time of trouble. You can trust him, child of God, man of God, lady of God. You can trust him. You might, you might have tried, you might have been hurt by others and don't know who you can trust. But hear me tonight. You can trust the Lord. You can trust Jesus. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. He is your righteousness and he is your hope. David said it that way that we've heard so many times. Probably you have heard it thousands of times, but the Lord is my shepherd. When we look at that word shepherd, we realize the Lord is one who looks after me. The Lord is one who watches over me. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is the one that when I'm in trouble and I've wondered, He'll leave the crowd and he will come and he will find me. The Lord is my shepherd. He's my keeper. And I have this cognizance. I have this excitement. I have this trust and hope and absolutely knowledge that he always will lead me. He always will keep me. He will always nourish me. He will always help me. He will always protect me. And he will always 
ways restore me hear me on this Wednesday night I've been speaking to you 24 minutes and I'm about finished this evening if you don't think you can trust anybody you can trust the Lord if you don't think you can trust anybody you can trust people who walk in the Holy Ghost and seek the face of God I'll be bold enough to say you can trust the Lord you can trust this church you can trust the people in this church because we will love you we will help you we will pray with you we will do whatever we can to make sure that you feel that safety you've wondered before I don't feel safe with this person I don't feel safe with that person let me tell you today this is a safe place because this is a house of the Lord this is a dwelling place of the Holy Ghost there is safety the name of the Lord is a strong tower that the righteous can run to and find safety you can find comfort in this tabernacle you can find a refuge in this house you can find the peace of God that passes all understanding in this house so please understand me tonight if you don't think you can trust those around you the key word being trust I say you can put all of your trust in a saving redeemer who cares for you and he loves you you can put your trust in one who will hear your prayer you can put your trust in one who will run to you and will lift you up and will bring you hope and bring you comfort and bring you peace and bring you an escape from the pressures of life this lifts my heart and this lifts my spirit tonight because in the midst of you not knowing who to trust let me tell you Jesus is the one in this in this society when you know you don't trust people around you I am not here to say I'm going to trust every man that I know but there are some who can trust in chariots and others who might trust in horses but we the Bible says we will trust in the name of the Lord we put our trust in that name of Jesus we put our hope in that name of Jesus we put our confidence and that redeeming quality that we find in Jesus name so when we have a need we pray in Jesus name when our family's in trouble we call out the name of Jesus over them when somebody's sick we pray for them in the name of Jesus before we eat we pray and we pronounce the name of Jesus when we baptize someone we cry out that wonderful name of Jesus everything that we do we do it in the name of the Lord because you can trust his name you can trust his spirit you can trust his power and so if you are one of those that's dealing with trust issues today let me simply say trust him trust him trust him trust him put your cares cast your cares put your trust in him because he will never lie to you he will never betray you he will never forsake you 
Oh, hallelujah. Stand with me tonight. I have been speaking now for 26 minutes, and I've got to finish. But here tonight, I've come now to push and press after preaching for a few moments and bringing some scripture and bringing some word. I'm bold enough tonight to say there's no reason why that his presence can't sweep into this room for the next few moments. There's no reason why there cannot be a witness of the Holy Ghost. There's no reason why you can't feel an uplift in your spirit tonight because he is an ever-present help in the time of trouble. And if you don't know who to trust, he's the one you can trust. And I'm believing you're going to be able to feel his power and feel his presence before we leave here tonight. Is there anybody here tonight that believes I can lift him up and I will lift him up because I can trust him. I know I can trust him. I know I can trust my Redeemer. If you feel that way, I need you to lift your voice and clap your hands for just a moment because Lord, we absolutely trust you. Lord, we absolutely magnify you. Lord, we trust you. In a day we don't know who to trust. We know, Lord, we can trust you. And we declare it. And we rejoice in it. And we rejoice knowing, God, that you hear us and know where we're at. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Just lift your hands right where you're at and just tell him thank you for always being there. Just make a personal expression to him. Just just let him embrace you tonight and let you feel. I want you to feel that reassurance of the arms of a God who loves and cares. Let feel that reassurance that comes from a heavenly father that knows exactly where you're at and what's going on and he'll hold you tight he'll embrace you and allow you to feel that love that can only come from a heavenly father embrace him tonight let him love you tonight let him touch you tonight and we worship you Jesus we worship you Jesus we worship you Jesus in the name that's above every name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh. Some, some trust in their money. Some trust in their jobs. Some trust in their insurance policies, their 401ks, their portfolios. But here's one thing, here's one thing that'll never fail, and that's the love of Jesus. And you can trust him. No matter how much pain you felt in the past, understand, he will lift that pain and he will put it in.